Give me something. Hello, punters, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Something, the show where sports bet try to find our punters something to bet on. Look, it's been a big week. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of action across betting markets, but most importantly, I think we'll all agree, the biggest story of the week has been Felix von Hoff and the absolute oh, BS he's been sprouting about guests. Now, Brownie, I don't know if you've had a chance. Sugar, I know you've been across this week. Brownie, I know you've been pretty busy outside of it. But Felix yeah, said at the start yeah. of the week he had a, uh, a guest to rival all guests. We're talking top-level global athlete. Uh, was, was Shug, didn't, I think you said it was the suggested athlete was in the top 10 richest on Forbes uh, list in Australia. I mean, we're talking like someone huge. And he just top hasn't seven, delivered. Top seven, Wally. Top, top seven. seven. Uh, oh, yes. And no Talks delivery, Talks up his friends obviously. a lot. Talks up his friends a lot. I don't, I don't know whether too many people like Felix, to be honest. I'll tell you who one of my good mates is, actually, that I'll throw it out there. And it's not my guest today, but Brad Rawwillow. I just thought I'd throw it out there. One of my close friends. But anyway, continue, Wally. You know, you're good friends with him too, aren't you, Brandy? <laughs> Brad Rawwillow, yeah. yeah big <laughs> we, we, might have had a, we might have had a disagreement last week uh, with the way he rode a horse called Nirvana. Um, and he promises me that he's going to ride it better on Sunday and then you go. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he's a fan of the show, so he'll be hearing all that. Shug, how's this about Felix? I mean, you did some research when he dropped the name, but he doesn't, he just, there's no delivery here. No, I know. We, um, I mean, he's been spruiking a huge game, a huge game all week, and he was supposed to be on every day, and every day he'd say, nah. I haven't got him, I haven't got him, I haven't got him. And uh, it's the old Atlas, isn't it? You yep. promise the world he comes up with an Atlas and uh, Felix Von Hoff uh, has failed once again, <laughs> gentlemen. There you go, Felix. You're getting a name for yourself and it's Friday too. By the time Monday comes around, everyone would have forgotten. You can't produce in there. So unless you got him today, mate, uh, I'd suggest we just move on. Yeah, well, it is quite a cold morning. You know, I just noticed you got your jacket there, Shug. But there's one thing I've been waiting to say for a while to you fellas and it's that you can kick absolute rocks. My guest is here, and oh. it is 100% my fault that they weren't here earlier. I'm not going to shift any of the blame to them, but you've loaded into me, and I have produced none other than NBA star, Aussie Hoops icon, Dante Exum. No. Bullshit. No. Feel Felix. free to speak right now, Dante, to prove your worth. How are we doing, fellas? I love the intro. I don't know about all that. Um, yeah, it, was, it was a great intro, but no, I appreciate it. Oh, no, it's a, pl- it's a pleasure. Have you. And you know what, Wally? You get the spotlight on a lot of sports bet things, but now that I've produced the guest, I'm going to take over this. All yours, mate. This is your show. <sighs> take it all back, Felix. Well done, mate. Yeah, suck eggs, boys. I finally produced, unlike uh, Brad there for you, Nathan Brown. But anyway, Dante, of course, the, the one <laughs> thing that we want... <laughs> that's going to be the running joke for a while. The one thing that we want to jump in to start off with here, you guys as NBA players, of course, it's we can work from home and that sort of stuff. What on earth are you doing to even sort of recreate working from home, staying in shape? What are you getting up to? Uh, it's, it's definitely been a tough time. I think, you know, at the start when it kind of first, you know, everything kind of, you know, jumped up, I was... I was actually, I was trying to get back home or at least to LA. Um, you know, I just got nobody in Cleveland at the moment. So, um, but um, in the next week or so, they're going to open up the facilities. So I'll be able to, you know, work out a bit more and, you know, get up and down on the court. But um, other than that, yeah, it's been tough. You know, they delivered bikes and, you know, workout equipment. But other than that, just, you know, trying to stay sane like everyone else. 
Speaking of having no one in Cleveland, is it fun to be rich in Cleveland? I've always, I've always wondered that. If, if you're going to be rich, is, is it fun to do that in Cleveland? Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one. No, it's uh, Cleveland's a great city. Um, you know, I think the the weather is a bit shook sometimes, but other than that, um, you know, they say during the summer it's a, it's better. Um, so once it was snowing last week, so once it kind of gets out of that, I think it'll be a bit better. We can get outside, but for now, no. <laughs> and how smooth that transition? Because of course you were over at Utah for a long time there, and then you've jumped over to Cleveland. How's that transition? Because usually when when you move in AFL or something like that, you do it at the end of the season. But for you blokes, you've literally got to get on a plane virtually the next day. Yeah, actually, I mean, it, it went pretty smoothly. Um, the timing wasn't kind of the best, just. It was over Christmas, so I spent Christmas with uh, with Delhi. Um, so um, got to spend it with his family, which was you know good just to have someone here with me. Um, but yeah, it was it was over Christmas, and then I spent about a month and a half you know living in a hotel out of you know one bag. So um, wasn't too much fun, but other than that, it, it was a good transition. Dante, how hard is it at the moment to stay 100% motivated? I mean, obviously you've got the equipment there to do training, but uh, it must be very hard to get up every day and keep yourself in unbelievably physical nick. Yeah, no, it's definitely hard. Um, And I think just to to stay in the shape that needed to play an NBA game, that's the hardest thing. Um, I think, you know, they're planning on if they start games back up you know it's going to be like a month lead up or something just to get everyone prepared which you know I think everyone's going to need um at least for you know some guys you know I know a lot of guys have you know basketball courts and stuff in their house um for those fortunate but um yeah you know just trying to do you know the best I can you know it's a lot of push-up and YouTube videos on um you know how to get ripped in 30 days type (laughs) (laughs) hey Dante um look Superstar NBA players are no different to the regular Joes. You've got your WhatsApp groups, you've got your private text messaging groups, and you've got the lunatics who drive you mad. Who of your teammates would you have been in contact with the most, just driving you mad with memes and jokes and all those sorts of things, would you say? I mean, uh, everyone on my team right now, they're they're wild. I think, you know, everyone's just kind of bored. Um, So, you know, everyone has a, a bit more time on their hand just to you know, send a few more uh, memes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, everyone, everyone's, everyone's cool. Everyone just, you know, likes to have a, a good time. So I can't, I can't complain about anyone right now. If you had to dob in a teammate to join us on a podcast, if we made this like a refer-a-friend type thing, <laughs> who, who would be most suited to the listeners? Who, who's the most knockabout character, would you say? Uh, I'd probably have to throw Kevin Love in there. Um, he, can, he can banter with the best of them. Um, yeah. In any situation, you know, has a comeback joke for everything. So I think, you know, definitely <laughs> got to be him. Have you challenged the Americans with the rhyming slang? Have you given them that kind of education, Dante? Uh, no, I, I'm, you know, some people kind of say I'm starting to lose my Australian accent a bit. But, you know, when, when I start talking to Australian people, you know, I get it back a bit. Even even Delhi a bit, he's lost, it, um, lost his Australian accent a bit. So... Um, I can't feed off his Australian accent. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a couple words that I say that, you know, they bag me out for. I reckon you're right there. I reckon if you listen to the first line you say on this potty and the last one, you'll sound more, you'll be a bit more of an Australian twang. Probably because you've got a couple of very thick Australian accents laid by myself here. Let, <laughs> Dante, I've got to ask, there's, there's two sort of paths everyone's going down. Everybody's eating and drinking too much. Hands up here, massive in that camp. Everybody's trying to do some exercise, all of that. 
we're all watching a lot of us or everyone at sports but we're all watching sports docos espn 30 for 30 has been huge michael jordan's uh doco coming out's been huge that's all fine but then there's usually two routes you go down one is down the video games the other is down just an absolute netflix rabbit hole what camp are you in are you watching movies or are you playing games i'm i'm in the playing games uh rabbit hole right now um yeah i just you know wake up I try and I try and work out as soon as I wake up, just to you know get it out of the way. Um, and then yeah, I'm just straight on straight on the computer, to play some video games. Um, yeah, it's a, it's you know just sitting here for hours on hours, getting bored. But you know I try and break it up with a bit of FaceTime with the family back home. So you know around this time, around six uh, o'clock, seven o'clock, you know my family's starting to wake up. So. Now, what time are you usually getting to bed, Dave? Because you've mentioned to me before that you are, you know, you said, you said working out first thing in the morning. What, what time would that usually be for you? Uh, it's actually funny. I haven't seen the morning, like, you know, the, the, you know, the proper morning. I, I see the morning. I, I try to go to bed at least three, you know, maybe four, um, you know, sometimes a little later. But, um, you know, it's getting a bit harder. You know, uh, I always get to that point and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, I got nothing to do tomorrow. So it doesn't matter if I go to bed now or two hours later. So Nice, nice. And you mentioned you're living in a hotel. Now, we, we had people over here that were kicking up a massive fuss over having to stay in a hotel for 14 days when they were quarantined. You're in a hotel right now and, and I admit... You are in a pretty nice sort of apartment sort of setting, but when you're in that hotel for that long, how was that? Um, yeah, no, it was definitely tough. I think you know, the the it was a small room. Um, you know, you have cleaners knocking on your door every every day. Um, <laughs> sounds tough. No, I mean, I mean, uh, I know. That, that sounds bad, but you know, um, <laughs> you know. Sorry to trouble you, Don. We just want to clean your room. Yeah, honestly, if, if my chef knocks on this door one more time, <laughs> time to deliver me breakfast during this uh, podcast, I'm gonna flip. I know that sounds bad, you know, but you know, sometimes you just kind of want, uh, you know, a bit of privacy. You need privacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, other than that, you know, it, it was good. Um, you know, I, it, it kind of forced me to get out of the, the hotel a bit just so you know they could clean my room, uh, but. Um, yeah, hey Dante, I saw security. Floyd Mayweather is rolling around in a $35 million car collection. What sort of chariot are you driving around Cleveland at the moment? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm driving a Mercedes. Um, I got an S-Class Coupe, which you know I love a, a lot. Um, I've thought about upgrading, but I just can't do it to, to, to my, my first love. Um, and I'm driving a Range Rover as well. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm hey, not Dante, the there's always one in every team, right? Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't name the person, well, it's possibly you. I'm not saying it is you, so I'm suggesting <laughs> you name someone. Who's the biggest tight ass in the team of the Cavaliers? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, no. I'll, I'll give you a name. It's uh, it's definitely Delhi. <laughs> um, right. But no, Delhi. It's from a point of you know he's such a competitor. Um, you know he's out there. You know every day if guys are messing around. He, he you know he he's getting on them and. Um, you know, it's good. You know, you need that in, in, in every team and, you know, coming in, you know, you don't want to be that, that guy that's just, you know, bossing people around. But, you know, Delhi has the respect of everybody that he can, you know, he can do that. But, um, you know, the guys love him here. So, Yeah, and I've heard that Delhi is quite frugal. Uh, someone actually told me a story when the boomers were down in Alice Springs that, you know, he had to leave to go and sign that. I think it was $12 million contract. 
at that point. And he said to the boys, he'd get him a bottle of wine. He'd get him some wine to enjoy with dinner. So they thought they were going to get, you know, the, the, the premium range stuff. They go down a table of 12 people, one bottle of wine, D. <laughs> Well, you know, One he's got a bottle of house red. Hey, I'll, I'll defend him on this because he's my teammate. But, you know, he's got a family that he has to look after now. So, you know, I think he's keeping that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. One bottle of red, though, D. Come on. I've even no, my mail for Felix stuff. was that Della was out one time. And George Washington, who's on the note, it was his turn to shout. And he was trying to avoid the shout. He brings out the note. And George Washington on the note started blinking. He hadn't seen the light for so long. So <laughs> that's what I hear about Della. Oh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> now, now, D, you, of, of course, we've got a lot of talk going on about the Olympics coming up yeah. and stuff like that. You're someone who's, you know, you know, potentially a very, very high probability to be in that Olympic team. What's, what's the thought process going around that with the travel and the, and the delayed sort of start to the Tokyo event? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, guys... Um... You know, obviously, I think a lot of the guys were kind of split on whether they wanted to go or not. If it, you know, they were going to do it, I was a hundred percent in. I was ready to do it. Um, but I know I think you know the delayed year is going to be good. Um, you know, just so we can get make sure we get everyone. Um, you know, guys aren't sitting out. Um, you know, I think this is definitely going to be the year that we can you know push for a medal, um, gold medal. Uh, for sure so um you know hopefully no knock on wood no no problems you know everyone stays healthy and uh you know we can you know send our full team next year is there anything with the we talk about the nba going forward with no fans now that that to me seems a weird sort of you know the, the idea has been raised that they could hold it at disneyland on a cruise ship, all those sort of things. Although a cruise ship probably would not be the one to go. I think the Ruby Princess is off the charts there. But what, what, where would you prefer to play right now? Would you be happy playing in front of no fans? Or would you rather just sort of, you know, sitting in that quarantine hub at Disneyland for, for a while, would you rather do it like that? Or would you rather just sort of say, let's hit this thing again next year? Um, yeah, I think, you know, we're definitely, as uh, where we are, we're in a hard situation just because we, I think we had, 16 games left to the end of the season and we weren't going to make playoffs um so for, you know for teams that were going to make playoffs obviously they want to play um uh, but they're trying to find that i think they're trying to find the, the the happy medium of where you know we uh teams that weren't making playoffs can come back and still play and get some uh benefit out of it um i always want to play so i'm i'm ready to get back in the facility and you know play when they say play and i think it would be good just uh you know have it like a a little kind of like summer league um in a sense um you know with all the nba teams um and wherever that is um i'm fine with that i'm hoping it's on some type of beach that would be that would be cool some, <laughs> some island <laughs> hey dante the afl players are going through the same thing at the moment they're talking about as well as the nrl players playing from a hub maybe in melbourne maybe even in adelaide or Perth, but they're sort of divided in the playing ranks because the older players who might have kids and uh, wives at home don't want to play, but all the younger guys who need the money and want to play, they're very, very keen to play. I mean, you'd be used to that. You travel all the time. Is there any ranks of uh, NBA players who don't want to go back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely the same. You know, guys that have, you know, a lot of uh, of family or set up in a a situation um, don't want to leave and um, you know, I think the risk is if they get sick, um, then they're in quarantine for, you know, 
two weeks or, or longer and then can't see their family. Um, so, you know, there's it's so many variables that just go into it. Um, but, you know, someone like me, I'm, I'm easy. I'm here in Cleveland alone anyway. So I'm like, yeah, ship me off anywhere and I'll, I'll start playing. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, Dante, have you befriended any uh, stars from the other codes? You often see rugby league players or AFL players befriend each other here and... Are you mates with anyone from, say, the NFL or anyone in like that? Um, no, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm, I've tried for the longest to get into the NFL, and I just, I just haven't. It's, <laughs> it's been tough. Um, but the, I mean, I was in, I was in Utah, and they didn't have an NFL team. I was actually friends with a couple of the guys on the, the MLS team over there. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, and then guys at the university as well. But um, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's tough being in a city where you know you don't have those teams but you know hopefully you know having the browns and the indians here you know i can get to a few more games and meet some of the players sugar's not even really friends with felix it's just that felix obviously knows something about him that he's <laughs> yeah, he's going to bring out in the public light so <laughs> he's, he's making him do this unbelievably yeah well there was this one time boys that dante caught him no no, no, no. <laughs> he knows he's uh, i tense i tense up because you know i know what he wants to say but you know <laughs> We'll leave it between oh, us. Oh, God, so, no. Nah, there has been some wild my, nights. My understanding, Felix, is that Dante's just a big Belarusian soccer fan, and that's why he wanted to come on the show. Well, it is actually true. He's been tuning in every week to, to get the latest on the Nicaraguan Premier League. I'd be surprised if that is the only thing you can actually bet on in the United States at the moment. But we, The Last Dance, Netflix documentary, has been the big thing at the moment over here and, of course, over in the States. And you've got a little bit more of a connection to that because your dad, Cecil... I'm telling you this as if you as if I'm telling it to you for the first time here. Your dad, Cecil, played with Michael Jordan. So you've got a little bit of, on both sides, of course, you get to play against LeBron James and actually match up with him at times. And then you've got all the stories of your dad playing with Michael Jordan. How's that been watching that doco so far for you? Uh, yeah, it's been good. You know, obviously, I found out a lot. Um, you know, not being, you know, kind of in that generation where I got to watch him play. Um, so, you know, you find out a lot just watching it. But hearing my dad, even, you know, he, you know, grew up during there, um, not grew up, but like, you know, was around and, you know, around him. And, um, you know, there was still stuff coming out that he didn't know um, that he's finding out from the documentary. So, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's been a good watch so far and I'm, you know, looking forward to it. Does he have any stories of, Playing because of course he played at North Carolina with Michael Jordan. Has he got any stories that we haven't seen on the documentary? Maybe that to shed some light on. Um, no, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna Facetime him after this and you know get into it um, and you know make sure I get some stories. But um, you know I think he, I can't remember how many years he was there with him. But you know he he definitely will have some stories. Nice. Well, maybe that's the... We, we talk about getting Kevin Love on. Maybe we uh, stretch the... Uh, what do they call it? We stretch the autumn leaf or something, is it? You're telling the story, Felix. No, Ooh. no, no. It's a Doesn't sound right. Wally. <laughs> nah. Stretch the leaf. What is it? Stretch the... The olive branch. No, the, the hell, olive... Boys? You, you extend an olive branch, I think that is after there's been a problem and then you want to restore a, a relationship. Forget Felix. the olive branch. Forget the olive branch. autumn leaf, Felix. I want to know, Dante, if... When it's all said and done, someone's playing you in the film. A, who's playing it? Yeah. And uh, have you got a girlfriend or anything at the moment? No. Because I'm about to say, who would be your dream woman to be cast as Dante's sidekick? Uh, yeah, you put me on the spot here. Uh, Liz Clay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think... No, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I, don't, I haven't even thought of that. What, who plays you or who, who the... Uh, 
Who the lovely lady is? Uh, both. Um, right. You know, there's Venus some... Williams would do a good job. <laughs> For me? Are you a Margot Playing Robbie me? fan yeah. or is she two girl next door? Oh, no, I'm definitely a Margot Robbie fan. <laughs> yeah. is, she, is she a listener every week? Yeah, yeah, yeah fan she, of the show. Yeah. yeah, I think it's uh, Margaret. <laughs> but no, nah, but anyway, me. Yeah, yeah, we will. But anyway, Dante, we've probably got to wrap you up there. We don't want to hold you too long, and we've got to get into the big boy stuff, the punting on Belarusian soccer, and we don't want to, you know, bring you to that level. So we appreciate you jumping on. And any, any last questions you want to fire out, boys? Can I can I throw one? I asked earlier about video games, and what I was going to say, Dante, just in short, do you play two uh, K? No, I do not play two K. Because I wanted to know if you did, if you played yourself or if you actually played another team. If you were going to play, do you remember the old NBA Jam? Uh-huh, yes. Who would your ultimate duo be? They don't need to play together. You can put two players on a court to heat up. Who would they be? Oh, well, I mean, I, I see, it's funny because I always, I used to play uh, Stockton and Malone. Um, and I was Kent Payton. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I always played that even before, even before, um, you know, I went to the jazz. So, you know, there's no bias there, but yeah, the, the two, the two K thing. And the, the reason I don't play two K is because I always play myself and I'm shooting way too much and I lose. So I can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Now that you're That's doing what we it, wanted to know. Just one last one as well. You're doing everyone's dream road trip, you know, Utah, Cleveland, <laughs> is there any chance of ending up in uh, New York or LA anytime soon, Dave? Um, you know, I'm at the moment. You know, I'm I'm liking the team. You know, obviously, I want to be on a, a playoff team, a winning team. You know, we're a young team right now, so um, you know, hopefully, we can win. But I, I am a free agent, not uh, after next season. So you know, who knows where I end up? But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, you guys showed some good signs at the end of this year as well, and and the new coach as well. You're all, everything's all fitting in well there. Yeah, yeah, the new coach is great. You know, um, uh, you know, Beeline, our old coach. You know, he was a, a good guy. You know, knew a lot about basketball, and um, you know, it was sad to see him go. But uh, you know, I think having the um, our new coach, he you know relates to us, understands us, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's been you know good so far, and hopefully, he can continue to grow. Perfect. Well, yeah, no, I definitely think we're all going to be able to watch you grow and the Cavs notch up some wins next year. Thanks for tuning in, D, or not tuning in, actually being on the show, unlike you usually yeah. do when you're shooting in, of course. But no, thanks for thanks for jumping on, mate. No problem, no problem. Enjoy it. Thanks, Dante. Right. Well done, Dante. Well done, mate. Thank you. He's a good man, Dante Exum. And I'll tell you what, you get some of those top-level sporting guys over there, it's very tough to find any as down-to-earth as Dante Exum, boys. Hey, well done, Felix. Mate, we've mm-hmm. been panning you all week. But you know what? Pressure. Some eat it, some get eaten by it, and you just come good. At the 11th hour, the final oh. show of the week, big Felix. We're about to call you Felix Von Off, but you're back to Felix Von Hoff. Bang. Well done, son. Well done, mate. That was awesome. And I'll yeah, tell you what. The question has, has to be now, that what do you have over him that you, he was yeah, willing to know? come on this podcast? It must be something big Got that a you're phone holding over full him. of videos, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of USA trips. Mate, he's got a good bloke what? written all over him, hasn't he? He just sounds like a, a champion fella, yeah. so it was great for him to join us. He is, and I can tell you now, with, as with a lot of guys, you, you always find it hard when you get to that professional level. It hasn't changed an inch since the bloke he was when we were over at the AAS versus now, mm. seventh top earner in sports. Has not changed, for better or worse. Ah, good on him. <laughs> so, well done, Felix. Should we get into some sport, boys? Oh, yes, Mick. 
I'm going to start us off with Belarusian uh, soccer. Every time I talk about Belarusian soccer, I feel bad because if I'm talking about it, it means that Ed White is not talking about it. <laughs> and Ed White is the doyen of Belarusian football. There's no doubt about it. Look, last week I told you to get around the Torps, uh, Torpedo uh, Betas, um, in a win or draw format. I just thought that... And, and under two and a half goals. Look, they don't score. They're playing against another team that doesn't score at home. It was a nil-all draw. It got up. They haven't scored in two games. They have an opportunity now against a team in uh, in Minsk that do not score either. They've, or I shouldn't say do not score, allow a lot of score. They have a poor defence. They're not great in this respect. I think that there's an opportunity in this game to play in a couple of spaces. One is just a flat-out draw. Uh, where you're going to get about $2.80. But the other one is to play into both teams to score at the $2.60. So if you have a look at Minx versus Torpedo Ballas, um now this game's coming up on Saturday night. I looked for one tonight, but it's an absolute flip of a coin and too unreliable to go into draws and that. So Minx versus Torpedo Ballas on Saturday night, I would be playing in a couple of areas. One is both teams to score. Another place you could play in the draw I wouldn't be backing either of these teams uh, to win. You'll see the market is around that 263, 260 across the win draw win. But uh, look, I think both teams to score. Minx should score at home. Torpedo Ballet should be able to get one through. Three games in a row for a decent side to not score. That'd be unheard of. So that's my thing. Both teams to score in that Minx versus Torpedo Ballet. With no confidence, just saying. <laughs> Adding in no confidence there. Well, Adding well, in I'll, no confidence. I'll jump over into mine because I'm jumping on to the UFC. UFC 249 has been announced and we're going to roll into that on May 10th Australian time, May 9 over there. It's being hosted in Florida where apparently everything is still legal. Even things that are illegal in other countries criminally are now legal in Florida. They said they don't even care about the virus. It's just, you, can, you can go and wax on in the street if you want over there. The Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> But I'm going to talk about this fight here. We've got the best value fight on the card was the one I mentioned yesterday's podcast. If you want to jump over there, you can chuck on that. Mitchell and Rosa is the best value, the second best value. We're working our way through value each podcast. Salza versus Uriah Hall right now. Now, I like the ones in the UFC where you can bet on both sides and still win. It's kind of like that, you know, the big, the big secret the banks don't want you to know. I'd be surprised if this comes up on the podcast, not just muted by Sportsbet, because they don't want you to know this style of punting because it gets you wins. Souza, jiu-jitsu background. He wants to go to ground. He wants to wrestle. He's going to finish this fight on the ground. He doesn't have the reach or ability to get even close to Uriah Hall to get a knockout. So if he wins, he's going to do it via submission. He's at 375 to win via submission, Ronaldo Souza. Uriah Hall, he's got the reach. He's a powerful young buck. He wants to come in there and knock your lights out completely. If he wins this fight, he's getting it done via knockout. Souza's going to ground, 375. Knockout, seven is 350 for Uriah Hall. So I'll tell you what, you can bet on both sides there and you will still come out with a profit. I don't see this fight going the distance, especially because the fitness of these blokes is not going to be up to standard as it usually would when you go through a massive, you know, the, the fight prep. A lot of these guys didn't actually know whether this was going to take place. So their fitness is going to be well and truly subpar. And if there's any sport where you can you can notice it and you can see the difference when their fitness is down. Nathan <laughs> Brown, dog duties. It is, the, it is the UFC. 
He's he's had enough, Phil. He's, he's just not interested. He's a boxing man, Nathan. So he didn't. Like, that's a good. That's a good bet. I love those sort of bets, Felix. You got a two. You got a two-person play there, and you're looking at probably off the top of my head, probably about a dollar eighty uh, if you weight the money properly. Uh, if if either of those things happen, so that's a it is very. Good. I, I reckon price. one time on this, I'm going to get a tip that goes for the whole 18 minutes of the podcast. That's that's my end goal <laughs> at the end of this. <laughs> I was I was I was all ears. Just Brownie obviously had something more important on. Well, the dog opened the door, and I could hear the, uh, Smart the rainbow ruby being played out with the kids on um, on Netflix out there. So I just had to close the door. How's homeschooling going, Nathan? It's very frustrating, Mick. Very, very frustrating. <laughs> My wife has more patience to do it than what I do. I zone in and I zone out. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully we're only doing it for another week. Hopefully they come to their senses and send all the kids back to school. Nice. Brownie, while well, we've got you, what are you tipping? Hey, so I'm, um, as you know, Mick, a bit of a foodie, and I, I certainly like cooking, and I've had you over for dinner a number of times with your beautiful wife, uh, Kylie, and obviously... Um, I don't know how you got her because you're batting well above your... You're actually batting better than Don Bradman, Mick, when it comes to uh, your wife. Um, now, MasterChef, the next contestant to be eliminated. Now, I've seen Channel 10 advertising Danny Venn. The whole thing was around Danny. Now, if you don't know, Danny's actually got an immunity pin and they're in an elimination and she's decided not to use that immunity pin. So she's very, very confident in her own skills, to not use the immunity pin in an elimination. Now, they've promoted this as the girl with the immunity pin and how under pressure she is. Now, Shug, you've done TV. Mm. This is known as the hook. This yes. is known as the hook. There is no way that they're promoting how under pressure she is that then it's as simple as she just goes out, she's eliminated. I don't think – I think she gets through. She's a $2 favourite to be eliminated. I think she is not going to be eliminated Hayden Quinn. Now, this is everybody's favourite character. He wears the hat backwards. He's got the long, surfy hair. He has been cooking up not great stuff. Now, he has been <laughs> in every elimination so far. He's he's probably been a little bit disappointing uh, for mine. I mean, I think he's a pretty good cook, but if he was playing AFL at the moment, he's back in the VFL. He would have been dropped. He's playing down at Sandringham, trying to get his way back into the ones. And I just think his confidence is down. I think he's surrounded by amazing cooks. All these people are being cooks. And I just think Hayden Quinn at 350 is some pretty good value to be the next contestant eliminated. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, boys. The mic dropped off there. I was going to say, Brownie can actually problem. cook very, very well. Brownie's a very good cook, um, I should say. I have had... Uh, Dinner Brownie. Brownie does these 24-hour in-brine chickens on the... Uh, he's got one of those Heston Blumenthal grills. He does the rotisserie. Mm. Amazing. Amazing. So he can cook. <laughs> we can't all... We don't all have... Uh, we don't all have X 220-game player AFL money. But uh, So we can't all have Heston Blumenthal grills in our house. But I'll tell you what. If you can get one... Ooh. Worth I don't have cent. a holiday home in Blair Gary, though, Mick, do I? <laughs> oh, it's my home at the moment, Nathan. <laughs> oh, we're feeling that, that, that's, apart, that's apart from your one in Hawthorne, yeah? <laughs> Shug, how you going? <laughs> I'm going good, boys, and I'm, I'm going to share with you a cane recipe. Uh, it goes back decades and decades and decades. The chicken schnitzel, right? So yep. we all know how to cut the chicken up. We do all that bit. We put it in the flour. We put it in the egg. Now, instead of buying the breadcrumbs, here's the secret. Stuffed seasoning mix, boys. You can get the the, the, the low-key brands, whatever you like. 
But that is your crumbing. And I promise you this, it'll be the best schnitzel you've ever had. Drown it in gravy, have some corn on the side. It is perfection. Have you uh, got German in your shop? Short and sharp, boys. Uh, ScoMo, yellow tie, big price, six bucks. He wears the blue tie about once every two days. But don't be falling into that trap at the $2.50. You think that's value. You think, okay, he's wearing it once every two days. $2.50, that's a steal. I think that's misleading. Speaking about a hook, I think that's a hook. He's like everyone else, guys. Fridays, we dress up. We get a bit funkier. We get a bit more fun. Last Friday, he wore the yellow tie. Six bucks, if you don't mind. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. I like the theory. I like it. I think it's very sound. Very nice. I tell you what, I might avoid... uh... Stuffing a chicken over the next couple of days. It's been a bit of a dry spell for me, so I don't want to get a little carried away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feeling. He's got one every show. Yeah. Ah. You, this ISO for you probably been tougher than than for most. I would have thought, Felix. It is very, very difficult. I tell you what, I've started writing writing girls' poems and stuff like that on Hinge. It's just, uh, you know, you got you got to find other ways to keep yourself occupied. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good place to leave it, Felix. <laughs> someone's always got to drag it down and I'll happily yeah. be the anchor. It's That someone's always you, mate. All right, before <laughs> we leave, what's our best bets for the racing over the weekend? What are we, what are we liking, Shub? Uh, what do I like? Come back to me. Come back to me, Brownie. Mick? Brownie, uh, I'll tell you what. We spoke about this on Free Wide No Cover. Um, there is in... In the last race uh, of the day at Montfield, there is there's a couple of horses here: Jungle Edge, and Home of the Brave. Best best performances on heavy tracks can lead be up in those first couple and just going to be hard to run down. You're going to get around the seven eight dollar mark on on either two horse pay for me on those two. I think one of those will get the chockies. And just to add a little bit to that, Julian Valance tip one. Simon Marshall tipped the other. That that's a perfect place to be playing in for me. Yeah, my best. Is I'm going race be... three. You want to you want to skip me, Brownie? Sorry, sorry, Felix. Yeah, I reckon Harpooner is probably my best for the day there, uh, <laughs> Brownie. Just a real, real good horse. <laughs> Nathan, would that hey, be similar to yours, mate? I like Sky Punch in race three at Morfordville. It's five fifty at the moment. Um, you can go each way. You got the two fifteen yeah. place. I just think it's really well set up for uh, for Sky Punch to run in a top three. That harpooner. Sorry to you about Sky Punch. Uh, Sky <laughs> Punch, right? Is owned by a bloke called Jimmy Jimmy Wilson, and he's a he put our pool in. He's a pool builder. Yeah. He's one of the nicest blokes you've ever met. He's a non-drinker, but you wouldn't know that. He's such a scallywag about He's him. He's busy. Does he do that after he reads the Channel 7 News? Or... No, no, different Jim Wilson. <laughs> okay, no worries. Irresistible Pools, that's his, that's his name, uh, business name. But uh, where's the, the, uh, the um, uh, who, won, who won Sub-Zero, 1992 Sub-Zero? Where's the Sub-Zero colours? Mm. Grey horse, grey horse. Beat Viander Cross, Suge. Yes. Still breaks yes. my heart. Yep, swimming, that's exactly uh, right. 1992 pools, in the driving rain. Swimming pools, Heston Blumenthal, grills, houses in Blair Gary. I've currently got a MacBook Air stacked up on an extra large exorbitant pads box. <laughs> so, hey, Felix, nice, by boys, the way, nice. that harpooner tip, uh, I don't know how you got a hold of that, but the smirk on your face suggests that you poached from somewhere, but that is a proper tip. That's Julian Valanche's best in Adelaide in race two. So if oh, he you, got know, it as well, you brought he? it to the table, if it gets up, mate, it's all you. That yeah, you can, uh, you can quote. Great minds think alike. If, if Jules has decided yeah. to, hey, uh, Wally, my game plan will be this: just back Baron Vorster in every race, 
Uh, there's How else nine races. Going? I think he races in about eight of them. Have a dollar on all of those, and I think you'll be in front. He's going. He's, we were talking about this yesterday. I think he's going nearly thirty percent. It's, it's insane. Mm. His hit rate at the moment is it's it's something. It's been, it's high twenties or even thirty percent strike rate in his last thirty rides. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Thanks. <laughs> You want to sign us off? Oh, you want me to give the sign off? One of the greatest guests we've ever seen at Sportsbet to the table today. Yeah, no, fantastic work from Dante Exxon and from the boys who are obviously living in extreme comfort, as you can tell by the amenities that surround them <laughs> as opposed to others. But no, no, no. Signing off from the poorest man on this podcast today. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in. <laughs>